Welcome to this week's The Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacken here alongside my good friend and co-host Travis Krenz. Travis, how are we doing? We're doing good. Good. That was a the best Saturday of college football in years. Absolutely. Years, Stacken. Yes. Years. Yes. Yes, without question. We will get into that a lot uh, this during this podcast, uh, we'll we'll talk college football. We got the NHL uh, dropping the puck on their oh, season fuck. here, so that's uh, that's big. So we got a big podcast. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't planning on having Charlie this week on the podcast. I'm thinking that might have to change because of what yes. we saw Saturday, because it was just un unheard of, unbelievable what transpired and what took place on Saturday. We'll get to all that in a moment. Plus, postseason baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays are. are Pissing this one down their legs. I'm not happy about it. The Brewers, what happened to the Brewers? Anyone's? They lost. To, so 3 yeah. nothing. Uh, they are down 2-1 in their series to the Atlanta yeah. Braves, which does not shock me. Sounds about right. Uh, so we'll get to all the postseason baseball here. We're only going to touch briefly. I mean, hell, the NFL on Sunday was on crack. Let's let's be fair yeah. here. Uh, between five missed field goals in the bang, uh, five consecutive missed field goals in the Packers Bengals game, uh, we have a, a field goal kicker Evan McPherson for the Bengals who celebrating a missed field goal thought he made it. Uh, that wasn't good. I I questioned the, not the decision not to go for it on fourth down there. But let's just get this out of the way. This doesn't need a whole lot of uh, discussion this week. The Minnesota Vikings suck. I hate this team. They barely beat the Detroit Lions. Uh, they gave up a lead because of bad play calling. Uh, I don't know what happened on the kick by Greg Joseph, how he just missed it. A 49-yarder must have hit it a little fat or something. Whatever. Whatever happened. The play calling is atrocious. Uh, you gotta put, you know, it's, you know, Justin Jefferson is just killing uh, the Lions in one-on-one coverage, and then they just elect not to throw to him in the second half. And just say, oh, we got to run the rock here. Well, okay, that's fine and dandy, but if you want to put points on the board, and I think we all want to see points, then why don't you throw the fucking football? That's what I'm talking about here. It just angers me so much, Krenz. I was on the phone with my dad, and while we were just at the end, right after the turnover, after Madison fumbled it, and like, okay, they're probably going to score. And he was like... Five seconds ahead of me. So he's like, oh my gosh, they did. I'm like, Dad, I don't want to hear this. I need to see it for myself. Oh, shit. Yep. It happened. And they got the two-point conversion. I'm like, I got to go because I'm just so angry with this team. And, you know, 45 seconds later, I'm calling them back because they win on a Greg Joseph field goal. Like, it, this had all the emotions in it. And at the end of the day, I'm really glad that the Vikings appear to have found a kicker who can make his kicks for the most part. Yeah. The miss against Arizona wasn't good. Uh, the miss earlier, not great, but it was still like right down the middle. He just was a little short. Big whoop. He's making all the 50-yard field goals, and he made the winner this week. And at the end of the day, I come away saying I hate this team because of what they are putting us through. It should not have been that hard to, de- to defeat the Detroit Motor City Kitties. My emotions during this game were the same throughout. This was a yeah, I gotta get to your three point. hours. Yep. It was a boring three hours of my goddamn life. Thought I was watching soccer. I'm like, I don't like this. This is this is what soccer is like. Nothing happens. People want the coach fired. I, I need to know what his input in on the offense is. I assume it, it's, it's, it's Zimmer's decision not to do anything at the end of the first half. I assume that's got to be him saying we're going to go in the locker room. So I don't like that. 
for the rest of the game, I don't know what his input is on the offense. I'd like to know that so I can decide whether or not we keep the coach or not. So. Wasn't it was it John DeFilippo, the offensive coordinator, a few years back, who didn't run the ball enough, and Zimmer was tired of like, "You got to run the rock, blah blah blah," and like he fired him in the middle of the season because he wasn't running the football enough. It's like, well, here you have a bad offensive line, and we have a great quarterback here who's push able to push the ball down the field, who's making throws left and right, and you want to run the rock? Now it's all fi- fine and dandy, Alexander Madison. Very good running back, a good serviceable backup. Dalvin certainly provides a little bit more explosiveness in the offense, and that's where you can run the rock. That's fine. But when you are having as much success pushing the ball down the field as Kirk Cousins was yesterday or on Sunday, specifically to Justin Jefferson, it's okay to say, you know what? We don't necessarily need to run the football. Let's throw it because that's where we're having the most success. We don't need to run the football just for the sake of of running the football. They have the game to kind of run out the clock. And you run it twice, and then you pass it on third down uh, to get a first down and kind of end it, and all that yep. gives Detroit more time to just run the ball. Then. Uh, at the end of the Iowa game, uh, there was some time left, and Iowa took a knee. They were going to give the ball back to Penn State, and they felt comfortable enough with their defense and Penn State's backup quarterback. Uh, they decided, you know what, we're going to give the ball back here with about 40 seconds to go at your own 10. Uh, we don't care. We're not going to try to run the ball. We're not going to try and get a first down. Uh, we're just going to take a knee and let you go three and out, four and out, and win the ball game. They, so, maybe the Vikings should have done that instead of run the ball. With yes, because their, their defense has been excellent. Excellent against Cleveland. It was yep. excellent against Detroit. Yep. Been very good here for what three games now. It's been yep. it was excellent again in the second half against Seattle. So they played they played ten quarters of A plus defense. Yes, and uh, only got two wins to show for it, and almost only have one one win. So I feel like you had to just take a knee at that point because you punt it. There's no way in hell Detroit's gonna you know drive down the field and score. Not with the lack and, of weapons they had uh, in the wide receiving core. No, no. And then if the kicker makes the kick, then it's then it doesn't matter, and then they're up thirteen points, and it doesn't it doesn't matter, and then they then the game's over with. But yeah, it's like fuck, they're gonna lose this, and they came back, and three plays was all it took them, and they kicked the field goal. We're like, yeah, where was that all game? Yep. So very frustrating. Uh, you look at the schedule; it's tough. Yep. These next six games, I assume they they're gonna win one of them. I could. I can see him losing every one of them. Me too. Um, yeah. It's not a playoff team. It's not a nope. good team. They're, what, two and three? Yep. Carolina next week never goes well. They never played well at Carolina. Carolina, Doesn't though, matter. this is maybe the time to get them, though, with them struggling as bad as they have the last couple of weeks. So that's, you know, like I think they're a one-point favorite. Carolina is. So then you got a bye, and then you got Dallas. Right yep. there, they're playing well. Yes, they are. So, now you got the Chargers, you got Green Bay, you got a lot of heavy hitters, you got Baltimore here in the next uh, next month and a half. Mm-hmm. So, you got some serious teams coming up. So, unless defense can continue to, to play like this, I just don't see, I see like a five-win season. Yeah. Six, yeah, six it, and 11. It looks like a six-win six team. It could be, and that's more so to do with the schedule. I think they're going to keep a lot of these games close, but can they make the big plays down the stretch? I mean, Christian Darisaw... 
Uh, it was nice to see him get in the game, and maybe he's more so, more so now solidified his spot over Rashad Hill on the left tackle side. Because when he was in the game, he played well. He just didn't. He wasn't in there a whole lot. So that's got to change. And I would think, I would hope that based on what we have seen now, uh, and just the how conservative it feels like, uh, or the lack of success that they have had, I would hope that Zimmer says, okay. I want to run the rock, but if we are having success through the air, we are okay to not give Dalvin Cook, you know, 20, 25 carries a game. If Kirk's having, let's ride the hot hand. If that's Kirk Cousins throwing the football, let's ride that out until, you know, we hit a little bit of a, a stretch there where he has like four or five incomplete passes in a row. Let's try that. Let's see what happens there. It still doesn't seem that complicated to you and I. It just doesn't. No, because we're not stubborn. Justin Jefferson should have had 15 catches. Yes. In that game, he should have had 15 catches, 200 yards, and a few touchdowns. Yes. Thielen, Thielen didn't really do anything. Uh, there, were, there were a couple throws there that got deflected that could have very well been intercepted. Yes. But yep. they weren't. But this team can't beat anybody right now easily. They can't beat a fucking fucking anybody right now. Right. They just can't. And Detroit, I, Seattle, I think... Arizona, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Good team, bad team, it's going to be close. And it's going to come down to one one play, and it's going to be uh, going to be awful. And I think you know people want Zimmer fired, and I don't think that's the right thing right now. Though I think if they had lost to Detroit here, that would have sealed his fate. But Zimmer needs to be more adaptable. He needs to. He can't be so stubborn in his ways of oh, we got to just run the football, run the football. No, you have to do whatever you can to put. Points on the board and score touchdowns. If that's throwing, you know, through the air, this is a passing league now. And Kirk Cousins is playing great. Justin Jefferson playing great. Adam Thielen, good. K.J. Osborne has really developed into that third wide receiver. So the weapons are there. Tyler Conklin, good tight end. Uh, serviceable, at least, in in uh, Irv Smith Jr.'s absence. So it's not like Kirk is, is lacking for weapons. And Kirk Cousins is playing great right now. Uh, so... Yes, you. Yes, Zimmer's old school. Great defense. Let's run the rock. But you know what? The Vikings aren't the Cleveland Browns. They just aren't. They don't have that two-headed monster that, that they do in uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, who, by the way, just put up magnificent numbers in the easily the best game of the day between the Chargers and the Browns. Um, the, the Vikings don't have that. So I think the problem is that Mike Zimmer is so stuck in his ways, and it's costing the Vikings games are at the very minimum points he is costing them points by constantly wanting them to run the football rather than open it open the playbook up throw it downfield they're like i think 31st in the league in deep passes and kirk has been great on the deep passes this year when they've done it so why not open it up a little bit more i don't know what's going on in the second half but they can't score they haven't scored a touchdown what a month uh, the second half? Yeah. They yeah. didn't score not last since, week. They not didn't since score week this week. One. Not since week they one. Didn't, they didn't score. Yeah, week one, they didn't score against that great Arizona game. I missed the first half of that one, and they didn't score an offensive touchdown. So that's got to change. And I don't know. The, the new trend seems to be if it's third and 10 or longer, the trend seems to be to throw a quick pass at the line of scrimmage to a receiver or a running back and pick up two yards. Mm-hmm. Vikings are all across football. Like, do yep. people even try anymore on third and 10, third and 15? Like, you can fucking pick this up once in a while. You sure as fuck not going to pick it up when you when you throw a 
just a pass at the line of scrimmage or throw a pass like five yards down the field. Yep. It just irritates the shake. You're not even trying. May as well throw the ball away because that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this lights the fire under and says, all right, we can do this. We and again at the end of the half, uh, 37 seconds, pretty much the exact same situation they were in in the second half, and they went for it because they had to. Yep. And they got some points out of it. As I said it before. They put all this time in, and 37 seconds, two to what, two timeouts? Yeah, yeah. That's good for five, probably six plays. So you can probably get six plays out of that. Mm-hmm. You get 50 yards, 40 yards for your kicker who can hit 55 yards, it appears, yeah. on a regular basis. Can you get to the 35-yard line yeah. uh, in, in five, six plays with two timeouts? I feel like you can. Especially against uh, that Detroit secondary. Yeah, why not give it a shot? Uh, it, it's free. It's free points. If you don't get it, so what? You punt it away with twenty seconds to go, and nothing bad happens. I feel like your quarterback's not going to turn the ball over. So again, we're giving you six free plays at the end of this half to to get a field goal. They're playing so more. scared and not to lose rather than playing yes. to win. That's how it, and yeah. it appears, and that and they're not good enough to do that. So that that kind of bugged me. Thirty-seven seconds, two yep. timeouts feel like he can pick uh, pick some yards up there and then they run it once like all right they run it once or they take a knee good and then they run it again with yes. like five seconds left it's like what you don't need to do that right you nothing could... good can happen from that you can fumble just like you did at the, at end, the of... end of the game yes yes yeah it doesn't make any sense now if this is indeed the last run for zimmer um because i i think it has to be if the vikings don't make the playoffs and he doesn't change his ways doesn't change his methods i think you do need a fresh voice and the fresh voice i would say would be eric b enemy why not you have to try something here and he would be that guy i think that could get the most out of an offense uh with the offensive weapons that the vikings have so if zimmer is gone the enemy would be my choice without a uh, without a doubt if they can somehow get this defense to continue to play well. Yes, yes. Because the Vikings always seem to have one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense is either great and the defense is lacking or the defense is exceptional and the offense is, is average. So if Zimmer goes and this defense turns into shit, which I have no doubt it will, and the offense picks it up, it's like, well, we're in the same boat. We yes. score 30 points, but other team can score 31. Yep. So, I don't know. goes around yet. Yeah. Maybe next year is this just the ultimate year of, all right, Cousins last year, Zimmer's last year, let's just do it one more time. Do you bring in a new coach uh, for Cousins last year? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, but I, I just don't see this team even even threatening to make the playoffs unless they th- – this road schedule, I don't see them winning a road game against uh, other than Detroit. Yeah, I guess Carolina's their best shot, and I don't – Think they're winning that one? So I think, I think I San Francisco winning, winning a road game. I think San Francisco too is a possibility. Uh, I don't see. I mean, maybe, but I don't see them winning there either. I, I just, just don't see it. I'm just thinking the injuries. I'm just thinking the best possibility for a road win here. But yeah, uh, the optimism is certainly down from where it was. And uh, I'll give you credit for this because you said it's awfully difficult for teams to to win multiple Super Bowls and I was on this oh Mahomes is going to win five or six Super Bowls and based on where the Chiefs are at this year their defense is terrible Crins they are giving up an average of 7.1 yards per play that is easily the worst in NFL history I mean it's not even close 
I don't know what is going on with this team. They have some injuries, but like Frank Clark is non-existent. Chris Jones, I get they're moving him to the defensive end spot, but that's not. They, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is not playing like a Hall of Famer, so I'm going to drop that title. I think for at least one week here because stuff's going on there. I think he's forcing it. You know, he's getting some similar some of the interceptions. Bad luck, like last night, he had one that was deflected, and he's had a couple of those this year. But, you know, the, the turnovers and the terrible defense, Kansas City right now needs to watch it because they are. there's a possibility that they won't make the playoffs this year based on how loaded uh, it appears the AFC North is and with how good the AFC West is, Kansas City might not make the playoffs here. Yeah, their schedule gets easier, but like I said last week, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Yep, I, I just don't see it, and Buffalo beat them. Handed. The game wasn't close. The game wasn't close. Mm-mm. That's what Kansas City does to other teams. Yep. So good for Buffalo. They're the, they're the favorite right now at AFC. Yep. So hopefully those two teams play again in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. It'll probably be in Buffalo. Doesn't that loss, that week one loss by Buffalo to Pittsburgh at home, just look more and more puzzling? Yeah, they couldn't score there, and then Pittsburgh's not very good. Man, yeah, just a stupid football thing. It doesn't make any sense Yeah. at all. And yeah, you need just a little bit of defense. You don't need a lot, but again, you got way too many turnovers now. Uh, maybe Tampa Bay uh, gave everybody the formula about how to stop this team. Mm-hmm. But they, they, I mean, they've the Eagles. I'll give them that game every other game. They, they can be one and four. I mean, the Browns. They probably should have lost to the Browns week yep. one. Yep. Every every other game's been, but a toss up. And they got their ass kicked last night. So. What do they got this week? They got uh, Washington. That's that's a win. Uh, yeah, they got to beat Washington. So yeah. get back on track. You beat Washington, but uh, I've got a new favorite team stacking. Who is it? Uh, the Superchargers. Go Chargers! Go! Yes. Good. And I am. I'm all with you on that. I mean, as much as I love the, I, I will never go against the, the Chiefs because my father-in-law's. Uh, admiration and love for the team and you know the hall of famer patrick mahomes but there's no reason to dislike the chargers there just isn't i'm sure kirk can have his jaguars and i'm gonna have my church you sure can go for it justin herbert my goodness what a what a day what a, and austin eckler too my goodness defense defense gotta get a little better um they gotta play better than that and uh and they did and i think they will but well, I'm looking for a new team. We got our Astros. We got the World Series. Yep. We got our Clemson Tigers. A couple national titles. Yep. We got our Villanova uh, Wildcats. A couple of titles. No, uh, yeah, fuck them. Fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Chargers. Chargers are my new team. I've been looking for one, and Chargers are my new team to to get to a Super Bowl. All right. All those other te- all those other teams we've had, they've never won one before. Mm-hmm. Chargers have never won one before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm riding the Chargers train. They're my new Astros. They're my new Clemson Tigers. Okay. Uh, their quarterback, exceptional. Way better than I ever could have dreamed he was last year. Yep. Coming out of Oregon. He's uh, amazing. Their head coach, uh, what, what, what's his name? Brandon, Brandon Staley. Something? Brandon Staley. I like him. Uh, his philosophy on football is excellent. Was he 38 years old? Yeah, he's, he's young. I saw him... Uh, well, press conference or something, like, we was talking about some stuff. I'm like, yes, this, this, all of this. I like all of this. I agree with you on all, all the things you're saying. Mm-hmm. They went, they went for it on fourth down. I don't know how many times last week or yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was 
they went like four for four, five, four for five. It was like, holy shit, they're just going for it on fourth down. Well, yeah, all think, the time. Yep. Yep. You have an offense like that. Yes, you you do that. You make it. You go for two. Tremendous, 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 all the way around. Mm-hmm. End of the game was a little bit hairy, but ended up working out. You like to, you know, take a couple of knees right there, and you know. I don't like to leave it up to the kicker, but I feel like he can make a fucking 20-yard field goal. Well, I, I, extra I don't know. This They have to go for a new kicker because that was one of the reasons why, if, if you recall in that game against Kansas City, why they went for it on fourth and eight. Because, yeah. uh, oh, this, bad conditions. Yeah, yeah and a little, it was windy a little bit there, but Vizcaino is not that good. And I, I was actually a little surprised. I'm trying to think who their kicker was last year. Um and the name is escaping me. It wasn't Vizcaino, their, their current kicker. And I'm like, I'm a little surprised you're going with this Tristan guy because I don't think he's all that great. And he has proven that thus far this year. Uh, not not very good. So I'm guessing they'll be going somewhere else. But, yeah, the offensive line is great. The weapons, wide receiver, tight end, fantastic. Okay, Mike Williams. Who? What Mike Williams is this? This is a Clem- There's been seven, seven Mike Williams <laughs> yes. in the last 15 years. Yes. This is who is this? Clemson. Is this Mike? Mike Williams. This is Clemson. He's a, he's a second, second, third year. Oh uh, no, no. This is at least he's, his he's older. Fifth. Yes. Yeah. Pete been injured a lot. It was like kind of like he and Keenan Allen, I believe, had been uh, battling back and forth on like, oh, wow. the injury front uh, for a little bit last year. They were both healthy. Uh, this year, so far, they've they've remained healthy. But yeah, Mike Williams. I think this is a, at least his fifth or at least his fourth year, but I think fifth or sixth. Because there was Mike USC Mike Williams. Yep. Who went to Detroit, I yeah. think. Yeah. And he was bad. Yeah, he was. Did they, was have, they had Mike two Mike Williams. Williams. Who was the other? Maybe he went to Baltimore, I want to say. He either goes to Baltimore or the Chargers all the time. Yeah. Was there another Mike Williams that was the receiver? Who was he? I, I, th- I almost Ford thought Deke. there were two Mike Williams taken by, uh, by Detroit, but maybe I'm off on that. And... I gotta look that up. And then there's this other Mike Williams. I'm like, all right, this is another one. Like, goddamn. Yeah. They're all wide receivers, and they're all usually not very good. So this is another Mike Williams. So yeah, I like I like this team a lot. There's yep. a lot of Vikings in them to where they lose close games and they're exciting. Well, the, the way the Vikings used to be. Yes. The way they used to be. Score well, a lot of points and lose. Lose uh, 38-31. They, so. had that, they had that last year, and that's been the Chargers' mantra for many years now, is finding way. It's a, they, they chargered their way to a loss. This Mike Williams, by the way, taken seventh overall in the 2017 NFL Draft. So where are we at here now? Five years? This is year five. Yep. Um, so I, I like the Chargers, and hopefully they can finally win one. So I'm, I'm getting on them hot and heavy. Uh, Astros, Clemson. Well, this makes sense Chargers. because we're on the Padres bandwagon as well, right? So you have to stay within the San Diego yeah, Padres, they were disappointing, but yeah, they got uh, they were an up and comer. Yes. So yep. them too, yeah. Looking for the next one. Uh, and oh, plus, like, the Chargers yeah. easily have the best uniforms, if not in all the, the NFL, maybe all of sports. Those powder blues. Oh, they're just delightful. Old Miss. I'll put Old Miss right up there. Yeah. Yep. That's that's fine. Yep. Old Miss is very good. Yep. Yeah, they got good uniforms. Chargers are good. I do like the. I just like the Bengals. I like their helmets. I like the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. I like their helmets. I like, like they wore black yesterday. I like that. So that Bengals yeah, game. Uh, I, Chargers are exciting. Yes, and they won a close one with the with the Browns. The Browns are a good team. That's a potential AFC Championship game 
matchup. I mean, the Bills will have something to say about that. The Bengals are going to be a factor in this as well. Uh, yes. I give them a lot of credit for – they should have beaten the Packers, but then again you could say that the Packers should have won earlier if Mason Crosby doesn't miss uh, – that first field goal he should have made. The 51-yarder, you know, he missed it. That's fine. Uh, then the 36-yarder in overtime. I have no idea how he missed it. And then the Bengals get the ball back here, and they're driving down the field. And it's fourth and one, but really it was like fourth and inches from the the 32-yard line. And I thought to myself, I'm like, why wouldn't you sneak this with Joe Burrow? You can easily pick up a few inches. This isn't a long one. This is a very short one-yard uh, just given the way that the field goals were, and it looked like it was pretty windy there in Cincinnati, why not get them a little closer? And uh, Evan McPherson, rookie from Florida, comes in, kicks it, and it looked good right off the bat, and then it kind of veered left, hit the flag, and it, I don't know, the upright and the flag that was flying over it, and it's yeah, like, uh, um, ooh, it's... Uh, he, he thought it was good. Uh, a couple of his teammates thought it was good. And, oh, nope. So he's going to be a meme that's going to live in the internet forever. Uh, Packers go on to win the game. Mason Crosby actually made a field goal. But that was a game. It's like, of course the Packers would get this win even though they should have. Like, the ball always seems to roll in their favor. And this was just another example. Only the Packers could miss three field goals in the last couple minutes and still win a game. First field oh, they could do. right. First game ever can, that had five consecutive missed field goals since 1991. You don't see it very often. No, no. Nope. It Bengals, was a bad Bengals game. are a good team. Yeah, Bengals are good. Yep. That entire division is not bad. Yeah, it's, you know, Pittsburgh sticking around. Bengals are sticking around, and uh, Baltimore and Cleveland seem to be okay. So, yep. yep. That's a good division. I, and uh, it was a crazy end to that game. And quit relying on the kickers to make these field goals. Yeah. Just quit it. Yep. It's, go, go for it. Well, if Don't you stop have a, at the 20. Try to score a touchdown. Yes. Try and score touchdowns. It appears and, that the AFC North may be better than the AFC West. And it may be better than the NFC West, which looked so good for a while. And now, you know, with you know, Seattle, Russell Wilson's going to be out four to eight weeks uh, with a injury to his middle finger. Uh, the torn ligament there, so that's not good. Seattle's going to plummet. San Francisco has their uh, has some injury concerns. Trey Lance from Marshall, Marshall, Marshall uh, did okay against Arizona on Sunday, but the 49ers still lost, so they're both two and three. Cardinals are the lone undefeated. Rams are four and one, so that's very good at the top half. The AFC West, the Chargers are really good. The Chiefs, I think we're still kind of waiting for them to put it together, but I think people still have confidence in them. The Broncos, not so much. They're coming back to earth a little bit now. They've lost two straight against opponents that have actually won a freaking game, uh, as opposed to the teams they faced the first three weeks. Uh, then you also have the Raiders, who had a complete no-show against the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. And it, Fields played okay. But this spoke to me more about the Raiders, and I don't know if it says more about uh, what John Gruden and apparently he used a you know a disparaging phrase when talking about NFLP uh, NFL Players Association executive director DeMarie Smith uh, in from 2011 like I have no idea we've talked about this I think before about t- old tweets being dug up 
the uh, one example was uh, Josh Allen. I think there was another one for like a guy from the Milwaukee Brewers. Was it Josh Hader or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I don't know why the Wall Street Journal, why this got dug up or where this got dug up, but it was an email that Gruden sent back in 2011 when he was with ESPN said some disparaging things about DeMarie Smith, also about Roger Goodell, though that doesn't get nearly as much traction as the, the racial part of this here with DeMarie Smith. Uh, but does this... I don't know if this bodes well for the Raiders going forward if if John Gruden has lost command or lost control of the, the confidence of that locker room. I don't know if that's, if that's why they looked as bad as they did against the Bears, but I certainly think it played a part in it. I mean, Denver beat them next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, right now I think they're a good team. They shouldn't have beat Baltimore. And I don't I don't think they're a playoff team, so no. They're they're not as good as they would as it seems, I think. Nope. And then you have our boy Urban Meyer. Um Oh, yeah. and his... Is he going to win a game before he gets fired? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's before he gets fired, but before he quits, I don't know. Um, yeah, he usually, he usually uh, sticks up to the at least to week six. I checked the tweets that I sent when the hire initially happened, and I was like, this is a bad hire, and this is it's looking very good on that front for now. But, you know, he, he stayed behind to visit the grandkids after Thursday night's game in Cincinnati oh. uh, week, week four. And then you see some photos and videos emerge of him, you know, with uh, uh, someone else that was not his wife and perhaps doing some things he shouldn't have. And now, I mean, he just looks like a complete embarrassment and laughingstock for that organization. Shad Khan, the Jaguars owner, has come out and been very uh, critical of Urban Meyer. And he has to regain the trust of the locker room and the organization. And I don't think it's that the Jaguar, that he's lost the Jaguars locker room. I don't know if he had it much to begin with. Um, but I don't think the Jaguars, the Jaguars effort against the Titans on Sunday was better than what the Raiders had against the Bears. I don't, and you have two head coaches that are mired now in, in, in controversy here, so I don't know if it was a direct result of what took place in Cincinnati. Jacksonville's just not a very good team right now. And Derrick Henry ran Rupshaw over the Jaguars, as he always seems to do. He had 130 yards and three touchdowns in this game on Sunday. But I, I think we're all just kind of waiting for Urban Meyer to just up and quit, a la Bobby Petrino, um, because he just can't handle it. And given the decision-making or lack thereof that he is doing it. It just doesn't look good. Like the, the Jaguars look terrible for this. They And I guess this is what they get for going with Urban Meyer to begin with. I don't know what it is about college coaches in the NFL, but they never work. Can't say never. Pete Carroll worked pretty good. Pete Carroll worked. He worked. Uh, Jimmy Johnson. Barry Switzer. Jimmy Johnson was all right. Barry Switzer for a couple years. In recent in recent times, it has. It, I don't know what it is. Like it's not that. Well, it's been okay. Like Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was kind of okay. Yeah. That Steve Spurrier was not good. Urban, I'm reminded of great college coaches. Terrible. Terrible. And he's just not a good know. human being. I mean, Nick Saban. Nick Saban, the yep. greatest of all time. He can do anything with the Dolphins. Yeah, I guess he can't. When you can't get the best players. 
don't know. Maybe they're not great coaches. Maybe they're great recruiters. Well, he said but, he wanted Drew Brees, and the doctor said no. So we don't know what if well, what if that would have changed the narrative at all had oh, Drew Brees gone to Miami. But it's just like when they don't get the best players, and they're not. And that's part of college, I guess. Getting that recruit, recruiting your roster, and you can't quite do that. Yep. In the NFL, so you got Trevor Lawrence. He's not been good. I don't know. They got to win a game at some point. They've been bad. And this is the Viking team that goddamn near lost to the shit team last year. Yep. So we will see what they got. Miami and London this week. Uh, We'll see. 20 straight losses for the Jaguars. That is the third third 20-plus loss streak in NFL history. I'm calling it out, Stack, and they win. They they beat the Dolphins. I think so, too. I think so, too. Two is not going to play. I think the Jaguars better team, more cohesive team, it appears, than the Dolphins. I would agree. I think the Jaguars beat Miami. Very exciting. Um, but I still don't think it helps Urban Meyer's case at all. Like, he just looks bad. And I don't think, you know, everyone's kind of waiting. Oh, would uh, would USC hire him in? Probably they would, but yeah. unless USC... Yeah, they would. But maybe USC yeah, standards are a little higher. Brett McMurphy, I think, uh, polled a bunch of athletic directors... And uh, in the Power Five conferences, and the majority said they won't hire him. Now, who knows what USC said about that? But I, th- I think you're just looking at the character of this guy, and we've seen it before at Florida with all the arrests, and then you have the Aaron Hernandez situation. And it, it, oh, he had to abruptly retire because of his heart or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then Ohio State with the Zach Smith, his, uh, his assistant coach, and just the handling of that. And. So, I mean, th- this guy is not a good guy. He he might be a good recruiter. I mean, maybe he's a good head coach, but as a person, far from it. Far from the person that I would want leading my organization. Agreed on that, and I would say, well, whatever that list consists of, I would guess 90% of them couldn't afford Urban Meyer, and he wouldn't want to go to probably 95% of the schools. Right. I mean, yeah. I fully expect he'll be at USC next year. By the time... Probably before the season's done for for, for Jacksonville. Like, why not? Like, th- things have gone terrible in Jacksonville. Like, you're going to have to commit years to this, to this thing. I just can't, can't turn Jacksonville around in eight or two. It just doesn't seem likely. And I don't so like go to go to USC there. USC looks awful as well. They are bad. I don't. So I don't like it when you refer to an NFL uh, team as a program either. Like. But he just Sorry. doesn't get it. Yeah. Like, he just doesn't get it. It's like you're you're talking to grown men. You're not talking to a bunch of fucking 20-year-old kids. You're talking to grown-ass men who don't go for that shit. So. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's it certainly hasn't gone well there in Jacksonville. And uh, I mean, they have a franchise quarterback. He's going to be good, but you need to build the offensive line around him, the defense. Uh, you trade pieces away, like you trade uh, C.J. Henderson to Carolina. Carolina, by the way, gets C.J. Henderson and Stephon Gilmore. They tried to get Jalen Smith, who was released by the Cowboys last week. He opted for the Packers. So the Panthers being very aggressive with uh, who they're targeting. They're they're in a win now mode. Uh, that like that that win streak will likely start against the Vikings this week. Uh, and ter- what? Stephen Gilmore, he's hurt, right? But he's gonna he's coming back. I think so. Yes. Here in a few weeks. In what world is he worth a six or six round pick? Yeah, it was <laughs> for a very exceptional cornerback when healthy. 
Even with a sixth-rounder. It, it doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. And, and it, he is worth a sixth-round pick, and Chris Herndon from the Jets yes. at tight end is worth a fourth-round pick. I mean, that's... You read my mind. You read my mind. This Chris Herndon, who I forgot was on the team before he picked up a dumb penalty yesterday. Two penalties. Two penalties. Like, why? They, they traded for him. It's like, why can't you just find some other guy who can block? Because here's not going to catch anything. You have a fourth-round pick for this tight end. And the Panthers get at least a half-season, hopefully, of a good quarterback. It's like, what? Like, NFL trades don't make any sense. I understand injuries and age and contracts. But I don't. Greatest receiver I ever saw got traded for a fourth-round pick, so I don't. I don't. I don't. I feel like you could... Trade a lot of shitty picks for a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like, oh, we, we need somebody decent. Oh, here's a, here's a fourth rounder. Can I get like a all pro somebody or other? No, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> one would imagine uh, this week, upcoming week, week six, a good one Thursday night. Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. We'll see what Tampa Bay or Jalen Hurts can do against the Bucks. I mean, Tom Brady threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns against uh, against Miami on Sunday. He was great. Dolphins, Jaguars in London, so that's another shitty game that we export across the pond. Uh, let's see, Chargers, Ravens, that's going to be a really good game. Cardinals at Browns, that's another one I'm excited about, and that's about it. Like, it's a, not a good week uh, for NFL games. Seattle, Pittsburgh, that's not good for Sunday night. Nope. Uh, yeah, Vikings, Carolina. Bills, Titans, oh, Monday night, whoop de doo yeah, that Bills Titans. I'm interested in that. that that'll be a that'll be a decent game, but it's not like it, it's not as marquee as some of the other games that we've seen. If you look at the schedule. If the Bills can be, if, if the Bills can win that, I think they'll be eleven and one playing Tampa Bay. Yes, agreed. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, and Buffalo. They play in early December. So uh, it's a CBS game at three thirty, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be talking Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl matchup there. Yep. And both teams might be eleven and one. Mm-hmm. That might be your biggest game of the year coming up. So, yep. Nope. So a couple months away. So that's exciting. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Buffalo, Tennessee. That's just enough to to pique my interest there. Yes, it is. Um, shall we uh, switch over to the college ranks where we saw one hell hell of a weekend? It was just great. I got to watch a lot of football this weekend, and I'm glad I got to because I probably would have been mad if I didn't because this was this was very good. There were five, six games that were excellent, just fucking excellent. And we start in the early window here. We had Ole Miss and Arkansas at the same time as Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, I would say the Ole Miss Texas or the, the Ole Miss Arkansas game was better because it was constantly yes. back and forth. And Arkansas had a chance to win there at the end. And I, I don't I, – I think it's a great move, a bold move by Sam Pittman to try and go for two at the end there. Because given the way the Ole Miss was able to just run Rupshaw over the Arkansas defense, I was totally fine with Arkansas's decision there to go for it uh, and go for the win. Agree or disagree? I agree. They couldn't stop anybody. Every, fuck, I missed so many plays in that game. I click over and fuck, they scored again. I took the dog out to take a pee. I came out there for more than two minutes. So I almost scored again. I'm like, I was going for two fucking minutes. Yeah, they, they scored oh, three I mean, touchdowns in like the last minute and a half of game time. 
No, I scored another 67 yard touch. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Old Miss. Good job for you. So, yeah, we like Old Miss. I hope they can win out. If they can win out, they're going to go to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I hope they go 11 and 1. I think they can, and I hope they do. Yeah, that was great. And then Texas, Oklahoma, Texas jumps out to the big, what, 28 7 lead. Uh, Spencer Rattler gets yanked in this game. Uh, and then Oklahoma storms back in the second half. I, Truth be told, I had no idea that this was coming from. They outscored Texas 35-10 to in the second half, but it was 28-7 at the end of the first quarter. No way did I think Oklahoma was going to win that game. Based on what we had seen from them so far this season, and then to bench Spencer Rattler, uh, to go with um, you know Caleb Williams, their freshman quarterback, uh, what just... A gutsy win by Oklahoma, a great win by Oklahoma. I don't know what this does for Spencer Rattler going forward, but this was the old adage of Texas is back, and just you couldn't ask for a bad Red River rivalry game. I just like Oklahoma more than any other team because I just like teams that are supposed to be good but are not. Mm-hmm. And they're still not good. They keep winning, but they're not good. I hope they don't make the playoffs because they're going to get trounced if they do. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're just not one of the top. But they're third in the polls. It's fucking ridiculous. So people, people have them at number two. Like, what? In what world are you looking at these games? And they have, they're, they're the second best team in the country. They're better than all these other teams. Uh, Shotgun Kirk was, uh, had to be sweating it out because he has Oklahoma. He has a lot of money on Oklahoma winning the national championship oh, yeah. this year. And they have not looked good. Like, we were told Wisconsin was going to be contender. They fucking suck. Yep. Oklahoma's a contender. They're not. They're not any good. I don't know who they're going to lose to. Maybe they'll be undefeated the way they're playing. Maybe they, can, they can lose to anybody at any week. You know, hopefully there's a there's a rematch of that game yep. here in a few months. That'd be a lot. That'd be great. I think Texas is going to beat Oklahoma State this week. Hopefully they can bounce back and and win. Uh, I think Texas is all right. Yep. Yeah, but, but Oklahoma does nothing for me. No. Like I, I, I hope Cincinnati goes undefeated, and I hope that they make the playoff. I do too. Um, because if, if you look at Cincinnati, and they played Tulane, and they beat them by five, and they played Nebraska, and they won by a touchdown, and they played a game against Texas like this, and all these things Oklahoma has done, you would hold that against Cincinnati and say, well, you know, Cincinnati, they didn't beat any of these teams impressively enough to get in even if they're undefeated. So there, there's no there's no fucking way I would put in an undefeated Oklahoma team ahead of any of these teams. Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, Iowa, Penn State, go down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State, get into the back of the line. I wouldn't put Oklahoma ahead of any of them. I don't know how you could. Just based on, who do you think would win between Alabama and Oklahoma? I think it would be fucking Alabama. Yeah. All those teams, I think Oklahoma would lose. And they, by far, have the most unimpressive resume of any yep. teams. But uh, I think we're we're halfway through this thing, and it's shaping up to be potentially. Uh, here's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Alabama's going to beat Georgia. Yep. They're both they're both going to have one loss. Yep. Ohio State's going to beat Iowa. They're both going to have one loss. Ooh, okay. I don't know what's happening with Oklahoma. I hope Cincinnati goes undefeated. Yep. Then after that, I don't know. Um, hopefully, Old Miss has the one loss. That'd be really cool. Um, 
they won't be in the mix, but uh, hopefully they can have one loss. Mm-hmm. If I think we have that scenario, you know Alabama and Georgia are going to be in. Yep. And you know Ohio State is going to be in. Okay. What do they do with that last spot? I think for the first time we're going to have a debate. Yep. It should, without a doubt, it should be Cincinnati. Absolutely. Absolutely. And will it be Cincinnati? Will it be Iowa? Like they've got a case. Yep. Uh, will it be Oklahoma? So I think it's going to come down to Iowa, Oklahoma, and Cincinnati for that last spot. And if they don't give it to Cincinnati, which I think there's a chance they might not, uh, Brett McMurphy says he sees he does not see Cincinnati getting in over a one-loss team, which would be sad. So we will see. We will see. And I think it's very important where they put these teams in the playoff rank, and I think it's very important for once to where if Cincinnati's in that top three or four at the the, the end of the deal. Yep. uh, Because we got – I mean, we got a potential unbelievable conference championship Saturday. Yes. With Georgia and Alabama, yep. Ohio State, Iowa, yep. maybe a Texas Oklahoma rematch. Let's not dismiss all on the same day. Let's, let's That's not, great. Let's not dismiss Penn State beating Ohio State and then getting a rematch with uh, Iowa. Other quarterback. What's what's their quarterback situation? Uh, I have not heard if if how long Clifford's going to be out. I, I think I think they beat Iowa if he doesn't get hurt. Yep, I agree. And I, I think Ohio State runs the table here, though. So, but if Penn State beats Ohio State, and then Penn State were to yeah. get that rematch with Iowa, and let's say Penn State beats Iowa, they have their problem. They're going to whoever wins the Big Ten will be in. Iowa, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, whoever it is. Yep. Whoever wins the Big Ten is going to get in. So but I, Penn State is is among those teams. I think if. Penn State wins a neutral site game against Iowa. That that then you're both you have one win against each other on the year. That would be very intriguing. That matchup. I'm glad you you're you're pounding the rock here with Cincinnati because they deserve to be in. The best case, it's not their fault that Indiana isn't very good this year. Uh, that was a good schedule. That was a good game to get on their schedule. Um, they beat Notre Dame, and the best part, I guess, is that Notre Dame. Uh, squeaked by in Blacksburg against my Hokies yeah. with a 32-29 win that helps Cincinnati in the long run here. Uh, SMU winning helps Cincinnati in the long run, and they're going to have to they're they're going to have to beat everyone soundly. Like I'm sure they don't want to have to embarrass teams like Temple, uh, which they beat Friday night 52 to three. I'm guessing they don't want that. But they're going to have to to show the college football playoff committee just how good they are. And I actually think that Cincinnati is going to be favored over, say, in Oklahoma, a team that struggles. But they're going to have to put forth these efforts, these dynamic showcases of just blowouts, uh, a la what they did against Temple. I think they're going to have to keep doing that uh, so that it doesn't. There's no doubt that creeps into the minds of the college football playoff committee that Cincinnati isn't deserving. I also think what helps Cincinnati's case is that we saw them last year in the Sugar Bowl give Georgia a run. And I think that ultimately helps Cincinnati's case this year if they stay undefeated. I think if they're undefeated, Cincinnati gets in regardless. If I'm USC or any other time, big time team looking for a coach, I'm taking their coach. I'm taking Luke Fickle. I'm taking him. Do you think Luke Fickle will do that, though, now that Cincinnati is going to go to the Big 12? I don't know. We'll see. Like if USC, I mean, USC, they're just not any good. They haven't been good for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
And they're still kind of clinging to that. Well, you know, we'll go top 15 preseason sometimes. And we got this and we got that. Yep. We've seen, you know, plenty of these powers fall off. Miami and Nebraska and some fall off more than others. Like, USC's not good. They're not relevant at all. So, they're still hanging out. Like, to me, that's not, it's not an attractive job because you're not very good unless you think you can go in there. And, I mean, it's, it's not like their conferences is, is, are killers either. Right. Oh, I got to give you credit. Your Arizona State team, they're, uh, they're good. Mm-hmm. Thank you I didn't much. like him at the beginning of the year. They got this quarterback. He's the skinniest son of a bitch I've ever seen yep. play quarterback. Yep. And they beat uh, they beat Stanford uh, a couple touchdowns the other night. So yep. Arizona State, give me something in the South. Give me some some team. It wasn't Utah. It wasn't USC. Give, give me something new. Give me Arizona State. Uh, do do something. Win win some games here. Go go ten and two. Make it interesting yep. right, when you play Oregon. Yeah, I I think you. Know, and who's to say if Arizona State and Oregon both didn't have one loss uh, headed into the Pac-12 championship game, that, that they could factor in too. It's unlikely, but they could be a factor if both, like the winner has an outside chance at the playoff. Not saying it's going to happen because we have to see how it all plays out. Because now, because uh, Alabama now with that loss against Texas A&M, and no one, no one saw that coming. No. Not with... With, uh, with a backup quarterback in and just with the way A&M had looked, they were 10-point, you know, or Alabama was at least, what, a 10-point favorite? Probably like 14-15 or whatever. And Jimbo, like no assistant coach had ever beat Nick Saban. And for Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M to beat Alabama the way they did, yes, again, it was only a, th- a three-point win, but just for how that all transpired, and for them to beat the number one team in the country with as many injuries as they had, and it being three and two, that's that puts so much more pressure now on Alabama the rest of this season. Alabama's not unbeatable. We we saw that in the game against Florida. And Alabama still has games at Auburn. They still have that SEC championship game. Uh, likely against Georgia, unless Kentucky. Kentucky could screw everyone up here if they beat Georgia on on Saturday. But Arkansas uh, on November 20th, the Arkansas game at Tuscaloosa is right before the game against Auburn uh, in the Iron Bowl on Thanksgiving weekend. So it's not like Alabama has the cupcake game. The cupcake game is actually before Arkansas when they play New Mexico State on November 13th. Alabama is not a shoo-in to make the playoffs. We believe that Nick Saban's going to get this turned around, but that was an eye-popping outcome and performance by Texas A&M on Saturday night. Inexcusable. To give that offense that much, that's inexcusable. Mm-hmm. And at no point did I think A&M was going to win that game. Well, they were down two touchdowns, it doesn't matter. And they came back and they, they tied it up. And well, I, that's about right. Yep. And then A&M came back and they got that field goal, which, oh, was going left for a long time and came back straight. <laughs> Boy, I, I'd like that for my drives uh, yeah, on the so golf course. And uh, I don't, you know, people like it when Alabama loses. I didn't like it because I don't like A&M. Because I don't, they're not any good. Mm-hmm. And they give their coach a ridiculous amount of money to win eight games a year. It's like, yep. you can save a lot of money and you can be just as good without giving them $100 million. So, you know, like A&M, they're not even good. So they go out and win this game. It's like, all right. So, 
I think Alabama will be fine. But yeah, they, Florida was a close one, and but there's no. They do here. Maybe, maybe this will be the thing of all right. Let's let's turn it on here. We can't we can't give up forty points. There's here. there's let's, no let's margin go. for error though for Alabama the rest of the way. Like there's no there's no oh that the case that can be made if Alabama loses another game. If they lose another game, they're done. Just with how college football is this year. Alabama loses two games, they're not making the college football playoff. Very likely. That's, I would say, 99% accurate. Two losses. I'm sure at some point we'll see a two-loss team get in there. Maybe not with the, if they expand the playoffs. We'll, we'll see plenty of two-loss teams. But for a four-team playoff, yeah, we'll probably never see a two-loss team get in there. Right. And it, it would be one thing if maybe Alabama had lost to Ole Miss the week before. If they would lose you know, to Georgia and Arkansas. Like those two losses, assuming yeah. Arkansas can remain ranked and 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 right the ship after two straight losses, that would be one thing. But you lose to a three and two A and M team playing a backup quarterback. That's not a good loss. And no. and it's not just the fact that no assistant coach had ever beaten uh, Alabama or uh, beaten Nick Saban before. It wasn't just that Alabama had won a hundred straight games against unranked opponents. It's not that. I mean, well, it, it is in part that. I mean, that's a cool streak now that is now ended. I think Kentucky is the second is, is now the leader in that department. I think I'd have to check on that just to be sure. But again, it's more so the fact that this is not a good loss for Alabama losing to A and M, who was three and two playing a backup with a backup quarterback. Like that's just those are facts here. So this is this is not a normal loss for Alabama losing to a ranked team. This is a bad loss. Alabama's gonna play six or seven teams better than AM this year. Yes. Georgia, Florida, Old Miss, Arkansas, maybe Auburn. Yep. Bowl game. It's like they're, they're gonna play a half dozen teams better than this. So this is not a good loss for Alabama, plain and simple. Right. Right. So I think there's a and We'll see here what Kentucky can do against Georgia this week. That's the marquee game of the week in, a, in an overall fairly dismal slate here. Where's, uh, where's game day? That's they are at Georgia. They, are at, they, they made the right call by going back to Athens for this game. Even though they're not calling it. It's on CBS. Uh, they are going, though, to Athens. 22.5 point favorite. Seems like it gets larger every week, and Georgia covers every week. I don't know how you score 10 points against them. Did Auburn get 10? They got 10, yep. I don't know how you score more than that. I'm sure somebody will, but you, defense is something else. Defense is something else. And uh, we don't like Kentucky. Good for Kentucky. I mean, they beat Florida and LSU. LSU's not very good, but it looks good for them. I don't think Kentucky. They can, if they lose here, they can win out. They can be, you know, 10-2, and 11-1. There's, there's potential for... You know, the, talking about North Carolina, who's yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah. Talking about Iowa State, who's the shits. Yeah. Um, other surprise teams, Kentucky. Yes. Kentucky replaced them. Kentucky should have been should have been up there. And there's you know, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is, is quite a good. So Michigan, Michigan State surprises. So no yes. more surprises, just not, uh, not, not those two teams. Yep. So I, I hope Kentucky. I mean, that was a show me game against LSU. Like beat LSU. LSU's not any good, and the game wasn't even close. So it's all right. You're you're good. Who is the third best team in that conference? I don't even know. Is it Old Miss? Is it Kentucky? Is it Arkansas? Is it Arkansas? I mean, there's a lot of contenders there. I, I mean, the SEC is excellent. 
And the Big Ten's got, what, five of the top nine. Um, I don't think Michigan's, you know, seventh, eighth best team, or I don't think Michigan State is either, but uh, but they're there right now. So, yeah. Big Ten and the SEC, they, they, got, they got fucking 12 of the top 15 teams, uh, you would think. Yes. If you're just ranking, like, who are the best teams in football? It's, it's uh, sure as fuck isn't Coastal Carolina. It's all these, what? You, t- you, t- you take a look at those 10 teams from those two conferences, those are probably 10 of the top 15 teams. I missed, right I missed with LSU. I ended up projecting them to be 9-3. and three. That was a mistake on my part. For the record, on Kentucky, I had them at 8-4. and four. So, um, I mean, LSU might not win again. Their schedule, they got Florida this week. I don't think they're beating them. I mean, Coach Hill might be on the way out. Yep. So quick. So quick. And yep. they, they might not win again. Their no. schedule is too tough, and they're not, not good. No, it, it's not good there in LSU. And it, it, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on with the with the program and some players and off the field stuff that Coach O. It ultimately it's his responsibility for. Uh, but yeah, I th- I think Kentucky goes eleven and one. I do. I th- like, so who goes to the Sugar Bowl? Old Miss at eleven and one, or Kentucky at eleven and one? Well, do they get two teams into that into the big games? They get the Sugar Bowl and. Uh... Maybe a Fiesta Bowl, something or other. Well, Krenz, if we want ultimate chaos here, would an 11-1 Kentucky team have a chance at the playoff? With their only loss against Georgia, they wouldn't, but uh, they should probably. They don't, I mean, they, they beat Florida. They wouldn't have any great wins. I think they, they, I think Ole Miss is going to lose another game somewhere down the line. Like Auburn or what? Auburn's not bad. No, they're not bad, so... Let me let me pull up uh, Ole Miss's schedule here. Um, I'm looking at the. I mean, the Heisman race is wide open halfway down here. Yes. Yep. With the season, it's sure going to be Spencer Rattler. Nope. Um, that Bajan Robinson. That Robinson, the running back from yeah. Texas, certainly looks like he could uh, could uh, be the part here of the, yeah, the Heisman. Yeah, uh, running back for Michigan State. Hmm. He's been good with Kenneth Walker, the third, I think is what they call him. Yeah, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati, right in the mix. Matt Carroll at Old Miss, he's been very good. Uh, Jefferson from Arkansas won't win it, but he's big fucker, Cam mm-hmm. Newton type. He's big some bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, and Bryce Young, he'll be he'll be there. But yeah, like Georgia doesn't have anybody because they're not going to have like a defensive lineman to win it. Oklahoma doesn't. Iowa doesn't. You got a lot. I mean, Ohio State's quarterback probably won't be there. So you got a lot of teams that won't make the playoff, and that's uh, your Heisman Heisman contenders. What? It's different. What if I call my? Sh- I, I I see three potential games that Ole Miss is going to trip up on the rest of the season. Um, oh, really? Yep. Potentially potential losses. Uh, I'm going to go here in reverse order. November thirteenth. Hosting Texas A and M. Let's see what Texas A and M can do now That'd after this. Tough. After this, no, yeah, I, reverse I, order. Yeah, I would say that would be three. Yes. Yep. I'm just saying. I think that's a potential one. You mentioned Auburn, October 30th, right before Halloween. That's going to be a tough one. I think. Uh, is that at home or is that at? That is at Auburn. Oh boy. I might call my shot here now, Krenz. I might. I've changed my mind. Maybe later on uh, this week. No. But I'm going to say Tennessee. Tennessee takes down Ole Miss. It's in no. Knoxville. Tennessee's offense. Josh Heupel's got that team playing really well right now, Krenz. 
Ole Miss has a tough game against Arkansas. I, I Ole Miss is only a three-point favorite here. I think Tennessee has what it takes to take them down. I really do. What uh, when it went to Tennessee? What when is that? Seven uh, six thirty on the SEC Network. This what week. other game was on at that time? Uh, I mean, that's that's my game. Could be a lot of points. Yes. I like that. Um, I will be interested in that one. Uh, other games going on at that time. I'll be uh, rocking, rocking for Old Miss. At six, it's Kentucky Georgia's at two thirty. Yep. At six o'clock, we have. It, it's weird that ABC's doing a game at six o'clock. Uh, what is that? Alabama at Mississippi State is on ESPN at six. Oh, now they've they've moved it back. TCU at Oklahoma six thirty on ABC. That's the Kirk Herb Street game. I would assume so. Yep, six thirty on ESP, ESPN two. Iowa State at Kansas State. Um, wow. North Carolina State at Boston College on the ACC right. network. That I think Ole Miss Tennessee is the game uh, right there. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll see what happens this week. You know, Kentucky, I mean, I just don't see that being close. And I mean, there, there's nothing out there. So, I mean, Old Miss and Tennessee, that's as good as anything else they could come up with. Mm-hmm. And that, so, Iowa, that Iowa game, a good comeback against Penn State, though I think you have to quantify it by saying that Penn State didn't have their starting quarterback, Sean Clifford, for the second half. And Iowa barely squeaked by with three-point victory. So I, I think that takes away some of Iowa's win. And then how about poor Charlie's uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers? Uh, Adrian Martinez fumbling it there late. Uh, Michigan kicks a field goal and wins 32-29. to Like, that's a kick in the nuts to uh, Scott Frost and, and Nebraska. But don't worry, Nebraska. You get Minnesota this week. So that, that's good on you. Good, uh, good little game for Nebraska. It sucks that they lost. That's that biggest game they've had in a long time. Yep. Uh, bond or not stacking? What are they? Three and three. Nebraska? Yes. Three and three, and I think they might be three and four. I think they're three and four. I. Oh yes, they are three and four now. They got Minnesota. You, you got to beat them. Yep. They got like Purdue or Northwestern or something. They got into Purdue. Minnesota, Minnesota isn't as good now They're without their top two running backs yeah. for the season. I, I think if, if Mo Ibrahim was healthy, I, Minnesota wins that game going away. I yeah. have no problem saying that. Like And uh, Terrell or, uh, Potts, he is out now the, for the rest of the year with an un, uh, undisclosed injury or illness. So that sucks for Minnesota on that front. Um, but, yeah, I think Nebraska's got to win that game against the Gophers, just the lack of depth here for Minnesota. But again, if Minnesota has Mo Ibrahim, they win that game. But uh, Then they got Purdue, gives them five wins. And they got Ohio State, that's a loss. Yep. They got Iowa at the end of the year, you'd think that's a loss. And then mm-hmm. you, got, you got Wisconsin. This is the year to beat Wisconsin. So I think it's going to come down to if Nebraska can beat Wisconsin, they'll be a six-win team and they'll make a bowl game. Yes. If not, five and seven, probably no bowl game. Right. And, I, and Iowa, I don't know. Iowa seems like a team that can be upset on any week. Yes, agreed. I mean, their, their schedule is not tough. Nope. It's not tough. I don't know if you can pull it up there, but yep. is, is there a chance? That, I mean, I thought Maryland would do a little bit better last 
last Friday night, but Maryland just didn't do a fucking thing. Yep. Um, and with, with, that, with the way Iowa plays good defense, but they don't score. And again, Iowa is such a frustrating team. It's like, could you just get a decent quarterback in there? Uh-huh. It'd be so good. Wisconsin, could you get a decent quarterback? Why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't somebody want to go there? Like, there can't only be like five good quarterbacks, and they can't all go to Cause, Alabama. Because it smells like shit. It smells like shit in the state of Iowa. Well, there's that. But despite the smell of shit, go to Iowa, go to Wisconsin. They're always good. Just think if those teams had a good quarterback, an excellent quarterback. may smell like shit, what but a, there's money, at least in Iowa, with all that good farm yeah. land there. Uh, Iowa's schedule what? here, home to Purdue, oh. at Wisconsin. Oh, so home to Purdue, then they have a, a bye week. and then you feel, like, you feel like Purdue should be a – that should be okay. Yep. By week, then, and then October 30th at Wisconsin. Should be an easy W. Yeah, with that defense and with how terrible was coming, that's a game where if they score more than 10 points, it's like, how, how did that happen? Yep. Uh, at Northwestern, November 6th. You got to beat them. Home, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Home to Minnesota on November 13th. That's a win. Yeah, there's not, no, no, no chance in fuck Minnesota right. wins. Home to Illinois. On November no, 20th. it's like no, it's like no, and then I feel like that Nebraska game. I don't know is, is the best shot at a loss. I think I would agree, but I think Iowa wins that one easily. Fairly, I easy. just don't. Maybe maybe Wisconsin has the game of their lives. Of this, I don't know, maybe, but yeah, that they they've they've, they've had their hard games. But see, that's like, that's why I feel like if Iowa loses to Penn State. Or Ohio State in the national in the the Big Ten championship game, Iowa might not get in. That's just not a good schedule. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, and that's I I almost want to I I would rather see them play Penn State again and see what the committee would do if Penn State were to beat them. Mm-hmm. Would it be just a wash? Would you put more? And depending on, like, let's say Penn State wins in Indianapolis, would you put more stock into them winning if it's more by more than three instead of Iowa having to come back against a backup quarterback at home? Like, yeah. I, I don't know how the I don't know how the committee would look at that, but I would almost say you would I would almost say it makes Penn State look better if they beat Iowa on a neutral field with their starting quarterback. I don't see Penn State getting there. I, I agree. I I don't necessarily either, but if they beat Ohio State, they can do it. I mean... Yeah, they'll, they'll be right there. Because Penn, Penn State's also going to have better wins the rest oh, of the... Oh, and they'll be... I mean, remember, if they win the Big Ten, they'll be in the playoff. Oh, yeah. Right, but because they're going to... But if we're going to compare a one-loss Nittany Lion team to a one-loss Hawkeye team, this is Penn State. This is Penn State's yeah. remaining schedule. Home to Illinois. Easy W. At... Uh, at, uh, they're, they're off this week, by the way. So then the, the, the home to Illinois is on the 23rd. At Ohio State, October 30th. Huge game there. That's going to be two, a matchup of top 10 teams. At Maryland, the week after. P- potential track game, depending on how that Ohio State game goes. Home to Michigan, November 13th. Home to Rutgers, and then at Michigan State. Sparty playing really well. So you have three that's top... Tough. You have three top 10 e- easily. So Penn State goes 11-1, they're in. There's no question about it. Oh, Penn, yeah. Penn State is in if they win out. Um, 
And I would say that yeah, if they... I mean, if they, if they win those games, they, they, they should probably be the number one seed. I would say Georgia should probably still remain number if, one. But if, Penn if Georgia loses to Alabama. Sure, like, yes. We know, I mean, that's... Yep. Yeah, Penn State then can be number one. I would put Georgia in. If Alabama beats Georgia and Alabama's only got the one loss, I would do that. And then Cincinnati four. Uh, Iowa would miss with one loss. I would put an undefeated Cincinnati team over a one-loss Iowa team. Iowa just doesn't have any good wins. Right. They beat Penn State, but they will lose to them, okay. I thought Iowa would win that game, but it did not go as planned. Yep. So, so um, a lot of... Good, good, good for Iowa. Good for their fans. When Nobody likes them, but good for them for, to get a big win for once. Right. Um. Yeah. So we have a we have a and, and, uh, Michigan. Michigan. If you could have a good quarterback, they'd be really good too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got Michigan. Michigan State in a couple weeks. Hopefully, they're still undefeated. That'd be a big game. Uh, big game for them. We have a postponement. Uh, anything else college football related? We need to get to. I don't postponement. Well, in uh, in baseball, uh, not, oh, not like Houston, Houston, Chicago. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, anything else college uh, football related? The, 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 the Jackrabbits lost their usual game they should have lost. No, oh, that was it was just horrendous. Just horrendous. It happens every year and it costs them home field and everything else and everything what you'd want. Like no excuse to lose a twenty point lead, no excuse to do any of that. But they do it every year. Yep. Now it means they can ill afford to lose Hobo Day against Northern Iowa, and you can't lose against North Dakota State. You have to win those games. Uh, finish the season 10-1. We'll see what they can do there. But, yeah, that's yeah, a bad loss. the playoffs, but for his home field and making uh, making the deal again, that's... Well, I mean, they, they got to win it. Because if they lose these games, like, if they lose another game, they're not making a national title game. They're just right. not. No, no I, but I'm saying, like, for, to get, like, a uh, high seed yeah. and potential home field advantage, maybe not, like, a one or two seed, but... Three or four, you, you, you gotta you gotta win those, and don't blame yeah. the defense necessarily for what what happened. Uh, the offense gave up way too many points. There, not good. Uh, the defense didn't play great, but um, offense too many turnovers. Uh, Chris Oladak, and you gotta do better. Gotta do better, and gotta make some field goals, well, please. Really, it's his first real test, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was bad. No, nope. so I think that's that's the they'll learn from this. Uh, you know. Uh, head coach John Stiglmeyer will get them ready. Uh, they'll go one and zero this week. Uh, play what Youngstown State and then uh, uh, Western, Illinois. Western Illinois. They'll easily win that. They'll beat Northern Iowa. I think Youngstown State's the week after, and then the 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 three game stretch against the Dakotas. Uh, that's the big ones coming up here. So hopefully we'll do that. Anything else college football related we need to get to? No, just an excellent week. Oh, just yeah. an excellent excellent week. Um, a lot of fun watching those games. Yes, twelve hours that changed the college football season without question. Those twelve yes. hours, it was awesome. Uh, baseball playoffs here, as mentioned, uh, the Astros and White Sox game four postponed uh, due to inclement weather and rain. So that will be that should be on Tuesday then, right? Yep, I think so. It should be tomorrow. Hopefully, they yeah. make up. Yep, yep makeup game, so they won't have an off day in between. Um, that's. Easily the most boring of the the three series, I think. Uh, anything um, stand out to you in that that series thus far? No, no, I don't know. At least they won a game. Christ, Ale Central sucks. At least they won a game. One way they were going to get swept last night, but they lost. 
Brewers or Braves have played games. I, uh, I'm not. Playoffs, I, that just, I don't know. I'm telling well, you, then, Corinne, I'm not. Su- pretty boring, pretty I'm not boring. surprised that the Braves are beating the, the Brewers yeah. right now. They're leading two one in the series. I'm not surprised by it. You gotta score some fucking runs, Milwaukee. You gotta score some goddamn runs. So, yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, that's such a good year. Yeah, they can still win it, but we'll see. I'm disappointed uh, by the Tampa Bay Rays and their poor pitching. I would say thus far, like, but they're way better than Boston. Boston couldn't even. They barely got into the playoffs. And then they caught fire. They beat the Yankees in the one game. I thought the Yankees would be better than that. They they beat the Yankees. The Rays shut out the Red Sox in game one. I thought, okay, like this is not normal. This is about what we expect. And then Boston a hit parade in game two. And then that thrilling 13-inning game three on Sunday with Boston winning. I, a question for you on the in the top of the 13th. When Tampa Bay hit that that shot and the ball went off the the, the right fielder and into the and in, into the bullpen area there because the you know the wall is so short there at Fenway and they called it a ground rule double because that's the rule. I think Tampa Bay got hosed there and get that it's the letter of the law and the the rule, but I think Tampa Bay got hosed there. What do you think? Yeah, I guess it's the right call. Nobody ever heard of it before, but I guess yeah, it's it's the right call. So they were correct in that. Ultimately, it, it wouldn't have mattered really because they would have only scored one run and Boston won it with the two-run homer, so it probably didn't matter. Um, they still probably would have lost. So, very odd play. And again, I mean, they, they would have scored there, no doubt. But ground rule double, I guess. I don't know. Use your, use your discretion say, yeah, you would have scored. Give them the run. I, I mean, but, what's yeah, going I mean, on with the race pitching in this series? Yeah, it was bad in game two. Game two was bad, but game one was good. I mean, last night was good. I mean, you know, four runs through 13 innings. I mean, they, I think they still win this series. So, they got to win tonight. Yep. And I don't know. It's going to be a bullpen game tonight for them. And uh, the Red Sox have Eduardo Rodriguez, who has not lit the world on fire. So, game three was a big one. And I still think Tampa Bay wins this. I hope so. Wins this series. Because... Yeah, guy, new guy at work who knows sports. He's interesting in that uh, he doesn't like Tampa Bay. Right? Not, not that he cares about baseball anyway, but he says he'd like to see you know Houston or Boston, all these other teams. Like I don't want to see these teams. I like to see Tampa Bay in there. So um, he's a, he's a big market guy. He's not a small small market guy. Kind of. It's like. I don't give a shit about Boston. Like, oh, they're keeping me more interested. Like, what the fuck do you care about Boston for? Can you name two players on the team? Probably not. So, I don't know. He's not going to watch it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, did you hear they're going to split between Tampa Bay and Montreal, I think, it sounds like? What? No, I didn't. Google that. Google that once. I believe, like, the team president came out yesterday, a couple days ago, said... We plan on, uh, I assume that was correct, so we're going to plan on splitting the season between Montreal and Tampa Bay. Is that starting this so, upcoming year? I don't know. I saw that. I'm like, all right. I believe that is what I saw. I believe that was right. So that's out of a move. So I don't know. Well, that obviously that means they that they really aren't getting uh, – that means they aren't getting uh, a new stadium in Tampa Bay, that that pretty much went down the – like just, just move to Montreal then. Like don't don't do that. I don't know how many games they plan on playing there, but 
I mean, that's not good if you're a player. That's annoying. Um, just move to Montreal then. Move them out of Tampa. Yeah. Get them out of there. Like, you tried it. I don't know why it doesn't work. They're in St. Petersburg. you got to go down a bridge to get there. It's like if, I don't know. They're just not good. People in Florida don't like to go to things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm seeing an article from the 28th of September that says, uh, yeah, that they, they, the Rays are promoting the Montreal split city plan at their home via signage at Tropicana Field during the, the postseason. Wonderful. Well, that's exciting. Uh, so they don't they don't deserve to be there because they they just don't get the support. So right. Not that Montreal is going to get any better because their team left because nobody cared about the Expos. So I don't know. Go to go to Charlotte. Go to Nashville. Go to Portland. Go to somewhere new. I don't know. Yeah, someplace that cares about baseball, that wants uh, a team anyway. Weird. 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 I hope the Rays win this game, but I I I. Just the way it's gone, I don't think it. that's how it's going to go. I think Boston ultimately prevails. And then uh, Dodgers-Giants, good little series here. The Dodgers-Bats awoke in Game 2 uh, after they barely squeaked by the Cardinals. That was a very uh, Ooh, tense... that was tight. Was that tight? It was. Uh, Adam Ooh. Wainwright pitched great. Max Scherzer did not have his best stuff by any stretch. Um, and yet he still only gave up one run. I think the Dodgers, I, I picked the Giants-Rays World Series. I need to see more from the Giants pitching, though, here going forward in games three and four. If I were to change my vote here, I would go, uh, we're going to get a Houston-Dodgers rematch. Oh, is that going to excite Houston, people? I mean, it's always forget about Houston. I'm like, God damn it. They did it last year. They beat the Twins. They were close there to getting back. And yep. Houston, they're just, they're just good. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, Dusty Baker, get him. He doesn't have a World Series as a manager, and he's been doing this a long time. But want to root for a guy that's been around for a long time and has won a bunch of games. Root for Dusty Baker to win a World Series. And I get that the series is tied one-one right now as we're recording this uh, podcast here. But what do the Giants need to do to regain home field advantage and ultimately prevail in this series? They got to win two out of three stacking. They got to win two out of three. Yeah, thank you. One of them have got to be in LA because they can't lose both of them. Right. Uh, it's their it's their pitching. It's their pitching. You know that's what they relied on all year long. So their offense has been good, but with the Dodgers pitching, it's it's going to be tough. So as we saw in Game Two, so I think the I think it goes five. So that should be a good one, and. Uh, yeah, Dodgers, as long as, I mean, Scherzer, as long as, you know, what, what are you going to get out of him? I assume he's pitching game four, maybe. So, you have to get out of Scherzer, and then you got uh, somebody for game five. Had, had you but, ever uh, heard of Chris Taylor before his game oh, one? Oh, fuck, home yes. Run? Okay. Oh, for Christ's sake, yes. Okay. He's been on my fantasy team. Oh, okay. Well, he's he's very good. Yeah, he's an underrated guy. All right. Well, can, play, can play multiple positions. He's had a he's had a great year. Yes. All right. Very I mean, good. they're just so deep. They're just so deep. It's <laughs> just I, by far the most talented, just most talented team. Pitching, hitting, fuck, they're I had, they're the best team. Whether or not they win it, but they are. Yeah, they're good. I had never heard of him. I don't think before. Oh my goodness. That two run home. That two run yeah, home. Run. He's, he's 
Look up his stats. He's, he's good. All right. Very good. Uh, so anything else that you've taken away from the first week of the baseball playoffs? No, I've got, I've not gotten into it at all. It's, uh, I, uh, I'll watch Tampa Bay Boston. Once we get to the games, all right, somebody, somebody's got to win this one. And, and hopefully it picks up a little bit. So, and I've been busy with other shit. So. Sure. Uh, yeah. We'll go, we'll go Boston Tampa tonight. Uh, speaking of the other stuff that you've been doing, football and volleyball, uh, how did the how did oh, last week go for you? I'm guessing not good for you. Uh, not, not good, not good. Volleyball's lost three in a row. They're nine and seven. Uh, they should win tomorrow. They play Sioux Falls Jefferson, who's not any good. Is that a new high school? That's got to be a new high school. Yep, that's a new high school. First year. Uh, northwest side of town, north of Roosevelt. So they're not any good. You got to win that nine and seven. I see a three and four finish. I put some at what twelve and eleven, something like that. This is another opportunity okay. for you to potentially get Chick Fil A tomorrow, right? No, it's, a, it's at home. Oh, okay, okay, never mind then. I did go to Roosevelt Thursday. I lost there in three sets. Played okay. I drove by it, and it was still busy. <laughs> It's like who 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 can ever eat there? Who's I don't I don't really like it. Yeah, but who's how long is this? Is this always going to be like this? Where it's just I mean it's been three weeks now, and it's still busy late at night. I don't get it. it so give it another couple of months, and it'll likely die down a little bit. I went there Sunday. There was nobody there Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, they were close. I mean, so that, I mean, if I were them, I would just stay open 24 hours, because, because, there's people, I don't even know if you can go inside, so, I feel like Mitchell uh, is going to play Huron in the Sodak 16, which is the Sweet 16, which is the one-game playoff to get to the state tournament, and they beat Huron once this year, they got to play him again, and I don't think they're going to win either of those two games, so I feel like it's going to be an 8-9 matchup, Mitchell-Huron, and Mitchell's going to lose to Huron to get to the state tournament, which is out in Rapid City this year. I'd like to go to that. It's the week before Thanksgiving, and it's their brand-new arena. Ooh. So I'd like to go and see their brand-new arena. So I hope they win, but I don't think they will. Mitchell football at this point. Are we talking about wins? We're talking about can they score a point again? <laughs> uh, they lost 54 nothing versus Brandon Valley, which mm. is to be expected. First quarter was all right. Mitchell first drive, drove down the field, got to the 10. 27-yard field goal got blocked. Never got closer than that. Uh, Brandon scored eight touchdowns. So they scored every time. Except one that they had the ball, and they had a pick six from a defensive lineman. So. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Mitchell hasn't scored. I have been shut out these last two games. It's been a combined 99 to nothing. <sighs> They're one and six with two games to go. They're the eight seed right now out of eleven, which means they make the playoffs. We got to go to Watertown, which I'm not looking forward to. The press box is the worst I've been in. Really? Ever? It's the worst press box I've ever been in. Um, very, very small. Everybody's got their own little box, but it's extremely small, and the, the facilities are shit. So Watertown's bad. Um, they're probably going to lose to Watertown. Then it comes down to a Huron game on Thursday of next week, and even if they win that game, they still might not make it. So, 
we could be done with this football season pretty quick. Oh, well, um, I, well, I hope it, the games go well for you here uh, this next week and um, and next Thursday, as well as a volleyball, and hopefully they can make a run and get out to the state tournament in Rapid City, so you can see that brand new arena. Uh, yes. Puck drops on the NHL season uh, Tuesday. Oh Ex- shit! Excited for uh, tomorrow. For what? Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Oh wow. Uh, excited for the NHL to return to ESPN and excited to watch what, uh, let's see what TNT has in store on the hockey front there. I know you mentioned you, you flipped to TNT or you passed by it and the, the graphics look pretty good and whatnot. By the way, yeah, again, the, graphics, the graphics for Fox uh, postseason baseball, horrendous. Way too big. It's like I'm in a damn video game. No, not good. What is, Fox can't do anything right ESPN can't do it. It's all, why is it Turner? Turner and NBC. It's NBC does good work. Yep. CBS. Uh, T- TNT, Turner does good work. Yep. CBS does good work. Don't get um, it. It, why, why is it. Why is it so difficult? ESPN, terrible. Yeah. And uh, Fox, usually bad. I don't know. Bad stuff. I don't get it. It's so fucking big. It's so big. Like, it's why, why, why? I don't know, unfortunately. Uh, poor decision makers. Why, why, do they, why do they need to find the need changes like every year, every couple of years? It's like. And always for the postseason, too. Yeah, it's, uh, we're going to do it in our biggest game of the year. I'm sure ESPN will have new graphics for the college football playoff or their uh, their playoff games in yep. the NFL. It's like, let's change it during the most eyeballs. Yeah, it sucks. It sounds bad. Meanwhile, they've had the same music for the last 25 years right. on Fox. So. Right. Uh, and Whatever. I get graphics yeah, don't, have to change. Don't, don't, don't change that. I get graphics. Right. I get graphics have to change every once in a while, but this this stuff was like it was just bad. It's just very, very bad. Just I, I saw it, I'm like, I have to send you a text with this because I knew you would. I think you would go uh, yeah. at volleyball and stuff like this. This is bad. Very, very bad. Um, but, yeah, the puck drops on the NHL season, so excited for that. The Kraken begin their expansion season. I do not anticipate the Kraken having a um, a season like the Vegas Golden Knights had. I just don't think they had the players and whatnot. I think teams have kind of learned who to protect and whatnot um, after that whole Vegas expansion draft. Um, but for you, what uh, what's your Stanley Cup final prediction. I like Pittsburgh to do well. I can't pick Detroit, can I? You cannot pick Detroit, no. Um, Detroit's been bad, so. I'll take Pittsburgh again. And on the West? uh, Oh, on the West. Well, let me see if I can guess who the fuck was in the last year. Uh, Was it Tampa, Tampa Bay win? Tampa Bay won it, yes. Fuck! Did they play Tampa Bay? Play was it a Canadian team or not? It was a Canadian team. Was it Winnipeg? It was not. Uh, was it Montreal? Was it, it was Montreal. Toronto? It was Montreal. Was it? Because remember, they Montreal had... made the fucking finals last year. Yes, what they did. Fuck? Yes, because remember they had wow. the, like they reseed for the semifinals. So Montreal oh, yeah. they were like, Vegas. They were like the 16 seed. Yeah, yeah. I, which I like. You got to keep it up. I I like that. I like that you don't. Yeah necessarily have east versus west it's just the 
two teams that get through. You reseed after, you know, to in the semifinals. That's fine. I like it. Um, so, yeah, Tampa against Montreal. Uh, Carey Price is going to be out for a little while, so Montreal uh, might be in some trouble there. Uh, I would assume then you, you could uh, take Vegas. Maybe you want to take a flyer on the Minnesota Wild. I don't know. No, no, I mean, Christ. I don't know nothing <laughs> about hockey, and I don't know that ain't going to happen. Fuck. Uh, um, yeah, Vegas is always good. Uh, I assume Tampa Bay is the favorite. Yes. And in the West, I assume Vegas is a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always like the Sharks because I like Teal. Uh, the Ducks, I haven't done anything in a while, have they? No, they have not. The Kings, no. Um, give, give, me, give me one of our favorites, Stack, and it's going to be a Pittsburgh-Nashville final. All right. There Nashville Predators making a comeback. Let's All go. right. All right, Pittsburgh against Nashville. Your Stanley Cup uh, final prediction from Mr. Travis Krenz. Uh, I will be getting Marcus on here hopefully this week, not next week, to preview the NHL season. But amazing that the puck drops. But they are taking a big break in February for the Winter Olympics, which is good. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, you like that. It's good. It's it's necessary. It's necessary. Um, Ask uh, when you get Marcus on here in a couple weeks, ask him about his involvement with pickleball. It's, uh, he's big in the pickleball now. All right. I will ask. Let's get, uh, All right. I have that there. I am working on your serial spreadsheet. You should have oh, that yes. later this week. Uh, color-coded. Lots of stuff there. Anything else we need to get to before we say so long? Should be good, I think. A lot of good football. Yep. You got baseball. You got kind of the end of the high school football regular season as we're about two weeks away from playoffs so that's starting to wind down and uh, like uh, it was like 80 83 degrees on Friday for football and it was fine it was warm mm-hmm. I was fine with that because I know once this is gone it's gone for a long time yep. and it wasn't Hubbard it was nice so I'm not going to complain about 80s in October but yeah rain Wednesday in like 57 I need, I, mean, I need a little bit warmer than that. 57 on, uh, if I need a jacket, which you probably do when it's 57, mm-hmm. um, I want to put on a jacket. That's Thursday, Friday. Weekend looks 60, 65, which is, I feel like 60, 65 is pleasant. Is good. Is good. It's supposed to be 51 in St. Cloud on Friday. Jesus Christ. So that's, that's... we will see. And these SDSU football crowds, they're at 12, 12 something thousand there. Mm-hmm. They got Hobo Day in two weeks, I believe. So yeah. that should be, I mean, they got NDSU. So maybe you get a couple of 15,000 crowds in, you know. So I uh, want to go to Hobo Day, but I got stupid volleyball Ooh. on Saturday. Ooh. Fucking sucks. Um, seems like it always works that way. Uh, Marcus may have a lead on tickets. Probably through his brother uh, for NDSU November sixth, so I'm kind of planning on that. That's very good. So I would I would go to that. So hopefully the weather's good. That's still a month away. November sixth could mm-hmm. be could be anything. Could be sixty. It could be could be twenty. So. Exactly. Could be a snow, massive snowstorm. We just don't. You never know. Oh, and the big news as we wrap it up here. Big yes. news of the yes. program. Second. Yes. Do you know the Do you know the big news? Uh, your garage is all done. I think. Well, it's about done, pretty much. That's big news. Dan Beck has had a kid. Whoa! Yeah, you, you wouldn't have known it because he 
doesn't cheer anything to anybody really, but uh, I found out because his mom posted on her Facebook. Well, congrats to the Becks. Yeah, the lady after his grandfather died last year, a couple years ago. Very Roy, Roy, Daniel Beck, new kid, uh, late, late Friday night. So, they got a kid. Very good. Congrats to he and, and Amanda. Very good. Very good. I'm sure you and you and yours will be the godparents. You're an odds-on favorite, probably. Oh, are we? I would. I mean, that's surprising to me, but I would say yeah. I would say yes. I don't know. <laughs> News to me. News to News me. To you. Yes. Very good. All right. Well, you have a good week calling the games. Good luck with fantasy this week, and uh, we'll talk yes. to you next week. Enjoy the football and the weather. All right. We will see you next week. Sounds good. Thank you very much, my friend. Travis Crins joining me here on the Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. Great stuff there. And he's right. The, the, the college football this weekend was so good uh, that I wasn't anticipating having Charlie on, but we're going to ask him on here. Hopefully we can get him on here this week to talk about it. We'll try and get Marcus on to talk some hockey. Get to all that here uh, lots, lots more to get to still uh, because it was just such a great weekend of college football and NFL. And again, Vikings, figure it out. Just figure it out. This podcast can be found on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stack and Travis Crins at Travis Crins. Facebook, Nathan Stack, and a link to the podcast posted most of the time later to the middle part of each week. Last week was on Sunday that we posted it, so take a listen back to it there. But coming up next, more college football talk. Hopefully, we'll try and get Charlie Hildebrand on in the NHL season preview. Coming up, and perhaps some more. That's all coming up here on the Sports Block Podcast, available on podcast.com.